Hello, and welcome to Talking Shit with Tara Cheyenne, a podcast about art making, creativity, not giving up, and living well in the process, whether you officially call yourself an artist or no. I'm your host, Tara Cheyenne Friedenberg, a dancer, actor, choreographer, and writer living on the unceded traditional territories of the Coast Salish people in Vancouver, BC. Today, I'll update you on where I'm at with my current artistic project. We'll talk about strategies for when you find yourself in the middle. And I'll share my interview with the fabulous dancer, choreographer, innovator, Amber Funk Barton. Notes from the Studio, a segment where I talk about where I'm at with my current artistic project. So this is my first podcast, the first episode, but I'm actually at the middle of my process for the piece that I'm making right now. I make dance theater or physical theater. I've been doing it for a really long time, and I'm always amazed when I get to this point, the middle how hard it is to keep going, to see the end. And I'm kind of sad that the blush of art love has started to fade. The idea that I thought was like so interesting and the research that I just couldn't get enough of, I'm starting to like be like, I'm a little full. And the premiere, the end, the goal, the deadline is still quite a ways away. I'm probably about a year from the premiere of this show that I'm making. So what is the middle? Where does it happen? Sometimes it really does happen right in the middle. Say you start a project in September and the deadline is July, maybe January, February, you feel like it's the middle. Sometimes it happens really quickly. It's like the burst of all the excitement happens and then you find yourself a little bored, a little untethered. You can't quite see the end, but the beginning is way back there. How did I get on this roller coaster? How did it get on this ride? And you probably set a bunch of pieces, a bunch of wheels turning already. I've written grants for this piece. I've hired dancers. I've worked on text. I've done excerpts. I've talked to so many people. I've had lots of people come in and tell me what they think. I think at this point, one of the most important things is to see if you can quiet the noise. If you can just let yourself be in the boredom or the untethered feeling and just sit in the discomfort for a while. Recently, a friend said to me, if it's true, it, it probably feels uncomfortable. I think that's brilliant. And it's true, the middle is uncomfortable. I often think about that because I'm in the middle of my life now, and it is kind of uncomfortable. There are things that have changed. There are things I should know. There are things I do know now, but my knees don't work as well. You know, it's not easy 
but there's still a long way to go, hopefully, right? Um, so quiet the noise. Maybe this is a good point in the process not to keep asking people what they think, not to keep inviting new ideas or new voices in. Maybe stop researching for a little while. Maybe stop going over that bit in the studio and just be with it. Be with the echo of what you've already discovered. And I acknowledge it's super hard. And it's hard to be there and not go, ah, is this a piece of shit? Is this even good anymore? Is this interesting? It's important at the middle, whatever the middle is, to acknowledge that you've done all these things. It's been rolling around in your head, in your body, in your life, but it hasn't reached its target yet. So it might seem boring to you, but it's not going to seem boring to the intended audience. They don't know. They haven't seen this idea as it's rolled through you, as you have alchemized the idea into the artwork that you're making with it. You're filtering, you're changing the whole thing by just letting it be in you and working with it in whatever way you're working with it. So if you can, just have that faith that when it reaches the eyes, the ears, the brains, the souls of whoever it's intended for, it will really be interesting and it will really be new because this idea has never gone through you before. Another really great thing to do in the middle is start to evaluate. I know I just said quiet everything. But once that's happened and once you feel like you can just go and be a little detached and look at where you've come from, look at what you intended, maybe go back and read your writing. If you have applied for grants, in Canada we apply for a lot of grants if we're art makers and we're all very lucky that we can do this. Going back and maybe read what you wrote when you wrote about this project to get money. Maybe read your journals or your sketchbooks or whatever that you were working on when you started. And look at all the pieces. And then see see where the evaluation can happen. See where the edits might happen. Because one of the biggest parts of our job as art makers is to edit what's going to land on the cutting room floor. And in the middle, you can start to see in the beginning, everything is so exciting and wonderful. And, oh, I could love that. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, my God. But in the middle, a little boredom goes a long way. And you can look back and see, ah, that maybe it doesn't speak to the, the spine, the core of my idea. And maybe that, maybe that bit over there is for a completely other piece. We are editors more than anything else. We're creators, but... You can create until the cows come home, but if you don't go back and hone it and sculpt it and trim the fat, it's not actually going to be where you want it to be. What's happening in your process? How do you deal with being in the middle? What are some strategies you have for dealing with the boredom? Here we are, interview with the Amber Funk Barton, who I have known now for 
Almost 20 years. Almost 20 years. Almost 20 years. We danced together when we were teeny, tiny, little dancing babies. With stars in our eyes. With stars in our <laughs> eyes. And we ate cupcakes all the time. All hobnobs. Do you remember and Hobnob whole, Fridays? Hobnob Fridays. <gasps> I can't do that anymore. Yes, you can. Maybe I should start. <laughs> yeah. We should bring back Hobnob Friday. We should bring back Hobnob Friday. It is Friday. Great it's idea. Friday. Yep. Okay. So, um, Amber is um, a choreographer, a performer, an innovator, a trailblazer. Every time I see you, you're doing something else fabulous. And like, oh my God, wow. Um, She regularly collaborates with really interesting theater makers and dance artists and all kinds of people. Whoever just wants to get together. (laughs) (laughs) I'm open for business. (laughs) That's the best, right? Yeah. Should we make some shit up? Yeah. Let's make some shit up. Yeah. That's what I feel like. 24 hours. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Open. Right on. Yeah. Right on. So, Amber. Yes. What's happening? What's happening with you? It's a very good question, Tara. Yeah. Um, what is happening? Uh, so I'm still still trying to, you know, do this thing do this, that we're doing. Do this dance thing. <laughs> do so this dance thing. For context, mm-hmm. um, Amber and I are both performer choreographers mm-hmm. on the west coast of Canada here and have been for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I'm born and raised... Born and raised West Coast, on the baby, West Coast. everything. So all my training, my whole life, everything has been West in, Coast. in the Lower Mainland, West Coast. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to leave? Uh, yeah, there was like a time I regularly fantasized about moving to Montreal yeah. when I um, first started working with um, Dana Jingra over there. But it's interesting. Um, there was a point like I was living with my husband in Richmond for about like 12 years. And then just recently, about three years ago, we moved downtown. And now that we moved downtown, I don't have that desire necessarily to move to another city or to move somewhere else. Um, but I am craving like nature. Yeah. Insatiably craving nature. Like I want to be surrounded by trees I need water. Like I, I keep having these these visions of this like insane garden, like a rose garden and vegetables. And like I, I just feel like I, I don't know if everybody goes through this where I'm reaching some type of midlife crisis where I'm like, <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> like I'm just ready to have my land. And, yeah, yeah. And and it's it's kind of exciting because I remember like being 20 and having no sense of being able to ever. To never imagine anything else other than what was in that right. moment. Right. That's so interesting, yeah. right? Yeah. And now it's just like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah, I'm ready to just like, <laughs> like live on the land. I'll figure it out. Like, yeah. Right. And I think, you know, um, that's reflective too of just where I am in, in my practice and my art making and what I want to do now and um, how I see myself in the next two years, five years, 10 years, like it's, it's changing and it's changing really rapidly. Mm -hmm. And I think some of it is being connected to middle age. Some of it is like all of us, we've been doing this, what, 20 years. And it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, I could keep doing the same thing. Or if I'm going to keep doing this, I feel like I need a challenge or I don't want to feel like I'm on autopilot. That's my big thing. I don't want to feel like I'm on autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you do find 
that you're kind of, we're going in against the same things yeah. over and over. And um, I think midlife is really, I mean, you're barely middle-aged. You're just actually, you probably. I'm approaching. You're pre- I'm on the threshold. You, <laughs> yes. I didn't really, I didn't really like embrace it until I was like probably 45. And then I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, yeah, I guess that's happening. I guess, yeah, no, I can't. Yeah, 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 okay. Um, but there's something, there's something kind of scary and something kind of wonderful about being in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it does kind of represent this potential for change. Yeah. I think, I mean, the whole thing about midlife is like, you know, the midlife crisis, but I think it's also like, kind of like a fulcrum. Yeah. Where you can pivot, you know. Um I was thinking about it too in terms of being in the middle of making a a dance or making a piece of theater mm-hmm. and I'm I'm in the middle right now of making a work and how it's like so frustrating and scary. Yeah. I'm kind of bored. I'm like, is this good? Any? I can't tell if it's good. <laughs> Sorry, isn't it amazing how it never changes how many times you make a piece? Yes, like- <laughs> it is. I think that's a really good thing for everyone to remember. Whether you're at the beginning of your career, the middle of your career, I haven't, you know, I haven't done a lot of interviews with people who are like more senior. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be interesting to hear from them mm-hmm. if it is the same thing. But it's, you know. Mm-hmm. You at the beginning, you're so excited. This is a great idea. Oh my god! Yeah. But then you're kind of scared. Yeah. Then you dig in. Then the research. Anyway, it's kind of interesting that also I know the whole thing is like it's like macro, micro, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I yeah. I think the creative process that midpoint also reflects midlife as a person and a artist and a dancer. It's yeah. I think it's what well, I'm feeling. Even though I, like I said, I'm on the threshold. Yes, you can't really, you can't really. (laughs) It's more like I'm like preparing myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I I do feel it's like this intersection. It's like, um, uh, it's like everything behind you and everything in front of you. And now you're at this intersection point. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so what are you going to (laughs) do? That's how I feel what what it's about. And it's like, you could keep going or you could change it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, and for me, it's too. It's about realizing that, um, and I don't mean this to sound. This is like it's super easy. Like you do have choice. We do. Like if you have to, to, to some degree, yeah. Um, being realistic with that, um, like you can choose. Do you want to do the same, or do you want to change that? If so, like I feel like it's like this big kind of like check-in like it's this huge it's like this cosmic check-in like okay so this has happened up until now yes how do we feel (laughs) it's like the universe calls you into the universe office yeah totally (laughs) okay do you maybe want to reflect on um what are what are some of the things that are working what are some of the pitfalls (laughs) totally you can see it right who who, do you have a person in mind when you think of getting called into this office I just in my mind who it was Tina Fey Oh, excellent. Yes, which I, I think would be wonderful <laughs> yeah. if Tina Fey called me into her office and said, okay, we're going to talk about your career. Tina Fey's your guide? Your guide? I think she your just universe became guide. my universe guide. You know who popped into my brain? Who? Tell me. Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because I keep seeing his new movie posters on the bus. But like, right. I, I typically gravitate towards, you know, like a, I'll say male presence. <laughs> and I don't, handsome male presence. Yeah. In a space <laughs> uniform. <laughs> well, it makes sense because we're talking about the universe. <laughs> it's perfect, really. Right. 
He's in there. He's sitting behind a desk. Yes. <laughs> Circa 1960 JFK. Exactly. With, with his little with astronaut his, outfit oh my on. God. That's excellent. Asking um, me if I'm okay. If, if you're yeah. okay. And then maybe offering you some donuts or totally. maybe like a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. He he asks. I can see. He's like, is there anything I can do for you? Amber. He even says my name. You know, oh, that's wow. nice. He cares. The universe cares. I love that. <laughs> Brad cares. I love that. Universe Brad. <laughs> universe Next Brad. Time. Hashtag Universe hashtag. Brad. <laughs> I can see it now. It's happening. That's so good. Ooh, Universe Brad. Universe Brad. Tell me. <laughs> so, on that note then, mm-hmm. what ha- what what has worked and mm-hmm. what continues to work and what are the things right now that you're like yeah no I gotta change that mm. what works uh I think this is for me and I'm in a p- position where I can do this or I, I think I, I want to believe everybody can do this that if I'm gonna make something yeah. I have to really want to make it or like I have to believe in it it can't be it can't be a um, obligation I have just because I'm running a company. It can't be just because, well, we haven't made a show in three years, so you have to make a show. Like it has to be, yeah. I have to believe in the idea. I have to believe in the concept. I have to want to do it. Um, I And, you know, like in terms of the other side of that, of I think it's different of being like, um, you know, commissioned by someone to, to create something. Like mm-hmm. that's almost like a way to kind of support yourself. And that's another skill set. It is. And, and so that's kind of a side thing. Um, but in terms of like what I want to make and what I want to say, what has really been important is setting my own timeline and not letting other people or systems dictate my timeline. Wow. And sometimes that means saying no and turning down opportunities and not applying for every grant. Um, I, I just know what I've, what I've learned in my journey is I'm quite sensitive um, emotionally and physically. And I've already hit like my first major burnout was when I was 30. So like I've done a lot of um, work on figuring out what works for me from that experience. Right. And I just realized, like, I just can't, I can't do everything. Also, in terms of how I make my work and the structure that my company is, there's only one of me. Right. And I've, you know, I have decided not to work with a um, a company per se in terms of managing me. Like, I also manage myself. That works for me. I like keeping my company project-based, which means it's not full-time. Right. I don't have the additional obligations of... Um, like annual funding or it's not called operating anymore. I can't remember what all the new, I know (laughs) the new funding, funding, core, all those things, but that's just my decision. And I don't, I'm not saying being project uh, being like a, you know, a part-time company is better than a full-time company. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying what, this is what I can manage. And I think that's important though, because I think, you know, definitely when we were just starting out, Mm -hmm. There was like, there's one way to do things. It yeah. seemed like you do this and then you apply for, you apply for your professional development grants and then yeah. you apply for this grant and then you make a first piece and then you, like there's. Yeah, there's this unofficial like way of doing things yeah. that you do it. You do this, yeah. you, this template and yeah. once you start a company, you're supposed to want to do these things. Yeah. And I think it's really important and you've done this in such a brilliant way is like defining your own path because really, you know, in anything, but especially art making, 
there's no way you can follow in another path because it's so individual. Yeah. You know, you might you might find yourself sometimes falling in step with somebody else's trajectory, but that won't last that long. So to be really clear like you have, which I think is, you know, part of the reason you're still making work and you're mm-hmm. still a vibrant artist and is because you've defined what it is that's going to keep you healthy. Yeah, it, it all comes back to to health for me, like mental health, physical health, like all, every, every version of that you can imagine, that's yeah. what it comes back to. Like it comes back to taking care of yourself. Like you're going to be doing this thing that's not nine to five no. and not everybody gets it. Not everybody understands it. You're part of a very special group of people with a certain personality trait in the world. And it it takes a lot. And you're, you are in a constant state of being vulnerable. And you're in a constant state of giving. So that, that for me, being the type of person I am, it, it just, it takes a lot. And I know there's no way I would have um, kept going or be here even right now. Like my... My husband has taught me about taking time off. Like, if it wasn't for him, like, I probably would have quit uh, long, like, really? years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> and a lot of that comes from, you know, from a very early age, you know, he's been so tremendous in terms of understanding what I need, supporting what I need. Um, uh, uh, and then, you know, so, like, we've always shared income or, like, I've right. we've had that kind of thing. I'm not saying people just go out and get someone to like share, like <laughs> go out and get married. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying like I know my circumstances are different. With a partner, yeah, yeah. Even though like I, man, I worked my tail off in my twenties. Even even with that support, um, and even if like it, it, whether it's family or friends, you really surround yourself with people who understand what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing that he has taught me and that has I feel like given me. Um, uh, longevity is taking time off. And like at one point, especially in my 20s, like forcing me to take time off. Right. Like, no, you're not like, we're like taking time off or it's like, it's five o'clock. Like you need to turn off the computer or blah, blah, blah. Like, and it sounds like, oh, you know, but it's, it's amazing. Like if I can, of course, this is not, this is the perfect ideal, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so in course. a perfect ideal, mm-hmm. When it's not grant season and when <laughs> and you're not getting ready for a show, <laughs> when you're, when you don't have deadlines yeah. in a perfect world, I don't work on weekends mm-hmm. in a perfect world. Yeah. Um, of course, there's always exceptions to that. Yeah. In a perfect world, I'm not writing emails after 6 p.m. or yeah. writing text at 6 p.m. or explaining things or doing budgets. Um, w- you know, when I'm tired, I, I, I will, you know, oh, here's an idea, take a vacation. Like, <laughs> it doesn't have to be as extreme as, mm-hmm. as you know, like going half the way around the world, but like just literally taking time off, not going to dance class. Like, I love it when I hear, and I, I don't, I mean no disrespect because everybody has their own process. Oh yeah. Like you're taking time off, but yet you're still going to class. Like for me, like taking time off is no, is no physical th- activity. Wow. Or like not, for, in that I mean no dance class. Yeah. Now, like, I like being physical in, in totally different ways that mm-hmm. I would never even entertain when I was in my 20s. Yeah. Um, and it's a, I think it's important that that idea of, like, 
I don't know if cross-training is the right word, but like experiencing different things physically. Oh, I think it's so important yeah, as we I, age. It's, yes. it's so important. And like the biggest thing I remember when I was going through burnout, like all I could do was, I, my body was in so much pain, all I could do was walk. Like mm. I would just go on these like super long walks. Yeah. Just walk. Like super low, um, uh, low impact. Yeah. I had to, I had to just like, st- like my body like literally forced me to stop doing anything yeah. kind of thing and like walking was like the only thing I could do at that point to just absolutely yeah. I think like I think walking and I think and there's the science behind this too is yeah. like it is like the thing we're built to do as human beings yeah. and there's so much healing that happens yeah. from just walking mentally yeah. physically I read about this treatment for people with Parkinson's because it does uh, something with how your neurons are wired. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know that when we, uh, my partner Mark and I walked across Spain, the Camino de Santiago mm-hmm. in uh, 2010, it just, I felt like it rewired my whole yeah. being. And just like, you, it's like you walk and you, these things that you don't need just kind of fall away yeah. the more you walk. Yeah. Um, and it's meditative, right? Like it's so meditative. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's, it, people don't think of it that way, but it can be quite, you know, you go super internal and you just kind of like, you know, it takes a little bit of time and then just gets, everything gets quiet and then you're just kind of left with your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I do so much creative thinking and figuring stuff out walking. Oh yeah. I find it so, so useful. Yeah. Do you want to talk about, so Amber is, um, putting on an intensive yes. next weekend. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we're getting this to air um, before that happens. Yes. Can you tell us about your intensive? Yes. Um, so I'm super excited. This is the first time I'm doing it. It's the first time my company is um, hosting, uh, I'm calling it a dance and wellness intensive. Nice. Um, and so I'll just kind of give the, the bare bones of what it is. So I created um, an intensive where you get, uh, for three days, three classes a day, and they're different every single day. Um, and it's, I also timed it with like, um, I think technically it's like the 22nd is like the fall equinox. Is that what it is? Like the mm. shift. So the whole point of it too is the timing of the transitioning from summer to fall. Nice. Um, I don't know about you, but September always feels like the beginning of the year as opposed to January. It's just that like Absolutely. school year just imprinted on your <laughs> hardwired into your nervous system. And in the Jewish calendar, yeah. it is the beginning of the yeah. year. Yeah. And just like dance season, like everything's just like beginning yeah. of a new year. So I thought it'd be nice to, or I was interested in how could I create, there's a whole other story connected to this too, but like how could I create a space to support people through this transition, to give them just a little mm. bit of like a, <laughs> like, a little, <laughs> like a little kiss or a little kind of injection of like nourishment. Yes. Yeah. Um, so much of this idea has stemmed from my personal experience with burnout and how do I keep going and how, mm. you know, so many conversations I've had with younger artists, older artists, and just the kind of, um, I'll just use the the phrase, like the kind of work I'm interested in pursuing or going into. Um, so I thought about all the people like, okay, if I was going to, you know, who's going to teach at this thing? And I, I just thought about all these people that when I was going 
whether it was like very recently or or a long t- or quite a bit ago in the past, people that have made a huge impact on me, whether mm-hmm. they knew it or not, people that I felt like, oh my God, like more people need to like take this person's class or this person is such a bright light. Like people need to to experience this person, this talent, right, this, right. this gift of teaching that they have. So I feel like I created like my dream team of instructors. So many people that have had such a tremendous effect to me. One of the women, like, honestly, the reason I'm pretty, she's a catalyst for so many things. I'm pretty sure the reason why I'm having this intensive is because of her in a roundabout way. Wow. Yeah, she's um, she's teaching our creative exploration class. Um, so maybe if it's okay, I'll just segue into like the classes that we have. Absolutely. It'd be great okay. to, we'll put a link uh, in the show notes. Awesome. And um, yeah, yeah, like tell us more. So day one, <laughs> day one, picture it, day one, day you one. walk in. And I'm there because oh I gosh. teach the contemporary dance class. Look, it's Amber. <laughs> oh, I get to take contemporary class with Amber from Barton. This is amazing. So we'll just move and I'll play songs I like and amazing. we'll do some plies and tendus because I can't let that go because I love it too much. And <laughs> maybe there's a combo, it maybe there's good. improv. Yeah, it feels, it feels good. good. Um, so there's uh, contemporary dance and then the sec- there's a 15-minute Recess or like a little break? Ooh, recess. Yeah, 15 minutes. Ever since my child started school, <laughs> I'm like, why Why don't we all why get, don't we get recess? That's why there's a 15-minute break after nice. the first class. Nice. I'm also thinking of potentially the quote-unquote older dancer who has decided to take an intensive. And there's like, you're not used to taking three classes a day. In a row. Yeah, in a row. Um, so that being said, the second class is, on the first day is creative exploration with an amazing woman named Vanessa Young, who's also the co-founder of Luminesque Dance. And she is a creative coach. She helps people like really um, distill their like hopes and dreams and desires and figure out what they want to do and the values that they they have and the goals they want to achieve. And she's so inspiring. Like, you know, if there was one class that you could only take like yeah, I, would, yeah. I would recommend hers and the class is designed like you don't just have to be a dancer like anybody who's in an artistic field um who you just need a little prompting we all get stuck in a rut someone to yeah. just kind of ask you those questions um she has some ideas about like journaling and all those kind of things yeah. just to kind of get the blood flowing creatively absolutely yeah. absolutely so she's um i i i, I um I can't speak for her, but I have this sense that she's kind of going to lead a discussion or, or talk, and mm-hmm. she's quite inspiring. And on the first day, that class is actually going to be um, offered as a drop-in through the Forum Festival. So we're kind of doing this fun— Oh, great. Because our festival—yeah, because we're overlapping at the same time. Yes. We're kind of in the same space, so— um, So Forum so, Festival is mm-hmm. uh, movement on film. Mm-hmm. Film. What year is it? <laughs> Middle edge. It's video. It's video, Tara. It's yeah. video. On screen. On screen. Dance you're on screen. Dance on screen. Uh, festival here in Vancouver, and it's really cool. It's, it's so really, cool. really cool. So cool. And I have so much respect for um, Sophia Wolf, who's the, she's the director amazing. of that. She's, in, she's, she's incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, we were kind of like, well, our stuff's happening at the same time. We're in the same space. Maybe we should just try doing something together. So that class, they're offering it as a Love drop-in. collaboration. Very cool. Um, and a little side note, if you are, you know, if you register and you sign up as um, a participant in the intensive, you get a discount to the weekend pass at Form Festival. Ooh, good deal. Yeah. Yeah, you get you get some money off of that weekend pass. So Sounds like a good weekend. That out there. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, if I talk about all the little 
You're discounting getting goodies. Yeah, I get. Super I've been excited. seeing them. I know. On Instagram. You get stuff if you come. This you is get it's stuff. really good value. <laughs> yeah, it's super good value because it's not an expensive. I intensive. I don't think so at all. You I know, I mean, you so. look in the corporate world and people pay like thousands and thousands of dollars yeah. for a two day. Yeah, I don't know. Build your brand intensive. I'm making this up. I don't really know. <laughs> um, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's great to know too that people don't necessarily have to be professional dancers. No, not at all. Yeah, just, and not just dancers. Like, vi- I want to see visual artists. I want to see art uh, actors, actors who want to move. Actors, performers, dance teachers, arts administrators. I know graphic they, designers. Yeah. I want to see all those people because we all experience burnout in our yes. profession, and we all need a little love, right? And there's so I, I know this is not exclusive to the dance world, but I definitely know it is a real thing in yeah. the dance world that burnout happens a lot that there is like this kind of critical time that we're in where people are just like we're working so hard yep. and kind of breaking ourselves and I worry about all the people we lose yeah because yeah. they just can't continue and just how important it is to take care of your yourself so and we just you know wellness and dance they don't go together you know in my in not lexicon, right? It so, has to be in someone's value system. Yeah. Otherwise, it might it may not happen. Yeah. Um, if it's okay, I'll just finish going through oh, all yes, the classes because I think I only got through halfway of the day. I know, and then we got really excited. <laughs> but um, I want to put a pin because I I love talking about that, like yes, wellness and how they don't sometimes go together yeah. and burnout. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? So, oh, there's an hour lunch break. So civilized. So, oh, recess and lunch break. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Because you need it. And then the the first day ends with yoga and meditation. Uh, and actually, yoga and meditation is all three days. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I'm taught by Patricia Kim, who also works with a lot of dancers. She's also yes. a gyrotonic, uh, I think that's how you say it, gyrokinesis, gyrotonic teacher. Yes. Um, and she's just like the coolest. She's mm. so cool. And she's one of my favorite yoga teachers. So I'm so thrilled Amazing. that she's, she's doing it. Um, so then second day… We start with, what do we start with? We start with yoga and meditation. So it it flips. So the second day it starts with yoga meditation. We go into creative exploration again. And then we end with a tea blending workshop. Ooh. Yes. So um, this this beautiful company, I believe it's Raven Hummingbird. um, Raven Raven Hummingbird um, Tea Company. Um, I should double check that. And I apologize if I say her name wrong. It's Sinelqua, Sinequiluis. I'm going to say, I'm so sorry if I um, um, pronounce your name wrong. Um, And I haven't met her in person yet. Mm. But one of my, so the story is, I had this idea that I wanted tea part of the intensive. And then to make a party. Yeah. And then to make a long story short, one of my board members was, I think she was up in Squamish and she came across um, this woman and her mother. They they run this business and they they make their uh, they're an indigenous tea company and they go out Ooh. and they, you know, they're they're going to so essentially this workshop, they're gonna teach us how to make our own tea. Wow. Yeah. And do they forage? Like yeah. is it like yeah. local? Yeah, I'm still learning about Amazing it. Things. I don't I, I can't say I know all the things about it, but I, I just had this sense. I'm like, oh, I just I want this part of 
and it was like I, I, um, you know, I, I looked into it and read their her write up on the website, and it just it's so such an authentic practice yeah. and and beautiful, and I love the idea of, of in, including um, indigenous culture within the. Um, the, the scope of the intensive. And something that's so about where we are. Yeah. This is where we are. Yeah. And I know like I, there's so much I have, have to learn too. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I just thrilled that she's going to be a part of it. Um, so that's going to end the second day. And then the third day will be, um, oh, I started again with dance. Mm. <laughs> of course. Back to dance. And then uh, Christina Bucci of Oro Collective. She's oh, also a nutritionist. Yes, she's a nutritionist. Yep. Yep. So she's going to lead the nutrition class. Cool. Yeah. There'll be a nutrition class after. And then we end with the whole thing with yoga and meditation again. So that's, wow. that's the whole thing. <laughs> that sounds so good. I'm really... I'm pretty proud of the schedule. I'm like, this is a badass intensive. It's like, badass, Amber. <laughs> You're badass. You're bad. We're all badass. <laughs> well, um, I just think it's so great. And it's important to also to um, point out that so many artists, so many dance artists, mm-hmm. there's all these other things. These like, you know, yeah. some people might call them side hustles or... Yeah. You know, you teach yoga or Pilates or there's just so many people doing such creative things in order to reach more audience, in yeah. order to plain old make more money, because even dancers need to eat. Yes. <laughs> um, so I just think it's like so innovative and so smart. And it's something that you uniquely have knowledge about you know, because it's your journey. And so you're sharing all these healing practices Mm -hmm. and people that you've come across. And I think that's so smart and so great for our community. So, well, I thank you. I think our community needs it. I do too. Um, I feel kind of going back to what you were saying before, I think it it even goes beyond our dance practice and culture and community where North America is all about you know, this working hard to you kill yourself kind oh of thing. Oh my God, or I'm you, so busy. Yeah, you can't take time off. And some of it is like, even if I don't want to do that, I still find myself doing it. It's just like, it's in the air. It's, you, you can't really escape it. it yeah. It's just the the way that, you know, if, if this was the matrix, like this is how our little matrix works here, yeah. you know, yeah. In, yeah. in North America. And it's just so important to, I don't think it's, discussed or acknowledged or accepted enough for, especially for dancers to take time off. And you are not being a bad artist if you take time off. Like your body oh, needs to recuperate. Yeah. Uh, if you're running your own show, you mentally need a break. And of course, the, this is idealistic, right? To say, because we're living in Vancouver <laughs> and mm-hmm. Vancouver is Vancouver yeah. and that, there's a reality and we have to put a roof over our head. But I think, again, there's like little ways, you know, you don't have to like, you know, say like, I'm not working for a month. Like, I think there's ways you can start to introduce things into your practice to take care of yourself. Right. And then it can accumulate more. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble saying this. I also think something has to shift in terms of um, the compensation rates for dancers and choreographers. Like, You're and, not going to get in trouble. <laughs> and we, we need to not... I know it's something myself too. Like I, I'm learning still. Like I need to speak up. Yeah. So it reflects my worth. Like you yes. have to accept your worth, especially as you get older. 
Oh yeah. And you realize yeah. that like, it, it's really important. It's imp- the more we all are very honest with how much we need and how much we are worth, the more I think the whole milieu will benefit from it. But we've yeah. really been socialized to like, you know, Oh, but you love what you do. I mean, yeah. how many times have you heard that? Like, oh, you but you still love get paid. what you do. You, you're a professional. Yes, and I yeah. also really love eating and having a roof. I know. It's such, I'm totally addicted to food. Oh, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I mean, in two, in, in terms of like taking time off, dancing is so, so hard on your body. Yeah. You know, it really isn't the, you don't get the, wonderful benefits of like a really good like weightlifting workout or a yoga class yeah that can kind of revitalize your body you can be really like a lot of wear and tear I mean I've got bone chips like all over my body from like dropping to my knees without knee pads wear knee pads everybody wear Wear knee knee pads pads. wear (laughs) knee pads take it from again wear knee pads I've got like exposed nerves it's horrible even if you're 21 and you're amazing wear knee pads yeah it's not gonna hurt now it's gonna hurt (laughs) later later I know, I know. And it's so important too because um, like kind of going back to longevity, like how do you keep going? Like it's about, and everybody is different. And so maybe, so this is my thing about the intensive and kind of how I want to develop work from here on out. It's like maybe artists don't just need more studio space and more money. Like, I don't know, maybe they need a therapist. Maybe they need, re- oh, yeah. maybe they need other resources of, um, healing that they haven't had access to yes, because of money or just like no time to research. Like mm-hmm. there's so many things um, like uh, there's, you know, things I've discovered. And again, everything is different. Like we have the standard, like, and I know this was for me, like, okay, so physio is not working. Um, acupuncture, eh, once here in and a while. there. Yeah. Chiropractor, I guess. But there's, there's so many more modalities of healing and we're living in a time of such you know, increased awareness. Like there's, mm-hmm. um, there's breath work, there's, um, access bars, there's, um, uh, what is it? It's, um, I'm going to get it wrong. I'm going to say it wrong. And then why isn't the word coming to me? Um, osteotherapy. Yes. You know, there's like, there's all these other things. Um, and, uh, hopefully this doesn't sound too obvious. Like, of course there's like yoga and, Oh, meditation and um, Pilates. Like there's so many different things. Mm -hmm. So um, what I've also tried to do in the goodie bags is approach um, different businesses or organizations or artists that have different services. And they're kind of giving little discounts or like a free class card. or So people can just have, again, like sometimes we're just in our little bubble. Like I know myself, like it's like you get into the grid and and sometimes you don't have time. Like you just go here and there and you don't have time to go outside your grid or your bubble. Absolutely. And I think it's the same in terms of resources for dancers. Mm -hmm. Like our, our beautiful community is actually quite intact. And so there's so many things and I've met so many people outside of that little bubble yeah. that maybe have a fresh, different perspective. You know, Absolutely. Like if you're always working with the same people in the same bubble, it's easy to be like, well, that doesn't really happen. And I don't know. And maybe you should do this. And it's like, but I've tried that 10 times and it's not working. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Just like getting out of, just like knowing that there's all kinds of people out there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. maybe it's not a therapist or a counselor, but maybe it's a life coach. 
Like, yeah. you know, like there's so yeah. many different ways of, and like someone just to talk to and someone to kind of um, help you work out your, what you're trying to do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what you're trying to do. What are you trying, are you to, trying do? to do? Someone to, someone yeah. to kind of hold you accountable. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of these services where you can go as big or as little as you want. Yes. But I just think um, dancers need more than just what I call the obvious. Or that's yeah. what I'm interested in yeah. creating a space or providing them for. Right. Like, how do we support? How do we support how do we what keep we going? do? How do we, how keep, do we going? keep going? Um, we're almost out of time. But oh. I want to ask you, I'm going to have you back because <laughs> you've okay? got oh. so much to talk about. Sorry, I, I think kind of it. blabbed. Sorry. <laughs> that's why we're here Yay! to blab. Um, what are a couple mm-hmm. of tips or tricks or hacks, that's the buzzword, mm. that you have found over the years for surviving as an artist? Uh-huh. When you decide to take time off, schedule it in your calendar, your G calendar, whatever the heck it is, whatever device you use or paper papyrus system that you use, like me. On your stone tablet. Yeah. You like, and you lock it in. Yeah. And... Because it'll get eaten up. It'll get eaten up. And there's there's always a job that's going to come up. Yeah. But like you owe it to yourself to take time or you owe it to yourself to create space. And whether that's an hour, whether Mm -hmm. that's five minutes, like do yourself a favor and take that time for yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's in your creation process and you need 10 minutes not talking to the dancers, not whatever. Like, yeah. like cre- don't be afraid to ask for what you need. Um, and I find too, the more, you don't have to go overkill, but the more transparent you are with your collaborators, with your team, the more honest, the more that you express, I can do this and I can't do this. And can right. you help me do this? It just, it just helps. Like, it just makes everything that much more easier to yeah. To work and function and to not be, uh, the other thing too is like, um, create your own template. Yeah. Do not be, a, you don't have to do what everyone's doing, like, honestly, because at the end of the day, like, you're going to be left with you. Yes. Like, everybody, you know, it's, it's, I don't think it's a, I felt more bitter about this when I was younger. Um, <laughs> but I've grown to just realize like everybody's busy. Everybody has their own um, yeah. schedules. Everybody else has their own goals and dreams. And yeah. it's not that people don't care about you, but everybody has their own agenda. And if you're not putting yourself first, like no one is, don't make work for other people to to have, to, to impress other people. It's just not going to happen. No, it's not going to be no, good. If you're no. trying to do something that's not your no. your creative impulse. All that, all that matters. All that matters. The only thing that matters is that you can stand behind your work. That's it. Yeah. The only thing that matters is that you are happy with what you did and that you tried, you know, you had some intentions and you set out to get them. And hopefully you had fun too, because last time right? I checked, this is not a normal profession. So you might as well if, have if fun. If you're not having fun, <laughs> yeah, there's no point. <laughs> you should maybe just think about going back to school yeah. and do something practical. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I have one more thought if that's okay. Always. Okay. The, the last, this is what also, it's kind of also tied to what keeps me going. So we live in such an insanely special part of the world where this is a, a possibility. 
Yeah, to be a, to have a career in dance, to have a career one to wow. access public funding, yeah, is absolutely unheard of in the majority of the world. Yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, it's perfect and rosy and everything, but, but we should appreciate. Yeah, it, it it's kind of what helps ground me when I get frustrated and why isn't this coming like, well, at least there is a system to apply for. That's right. And it's not perfect, but it there is so much we have to be grateful for. Like so, so much. There, there are parts of the world where this is, um, to do what we do is just not an option. Yeah, it, it's not even a dream for some people. And I don't mean that to come off condescending. It's just we have so much. So I feel like it's our responsibility to create for because we're all connected. It's our responsibility to create for the person who wants to, for the person who can't, whether it's here in North America or it's somewhere else. Right. And so, yeah, here in North America, we have a responsibility as like, um, you know, artistic ambassadors, as, as cultural workers, especially in North America with people being so run down and disheartened and scared and so much going on that we don't understand. We need arts more than ever. It's the, it's, it's got a, it's yeah. our connection, yeah. right? It confirms like our humanity. Yeah. It confirms um, that we're not going insane. Um, so yeah, so that's just kind of my last little thing. We have just a lot to be grateful for. Yeah, and being grateful is, it's really just like, the best way out of the noise in your head. That's it's the only way. It's the only way. Right? It's not easy, but it's, no, I it's feel like easy. it's the only way. Sometimes you just got to yeah. like pout and whinge. And, yeah. But you need to, I always like kind of give myself a, a time limit. Yeah. I'm going to complain <laughs> until 4.30. Yeah. And then, oh, look at <laughs> My child is still alive. Yay. <laughs> and at the same time too, it's important to feel all those feelings because it means like yeah. your boundaries are being tested, right? That's right. But so, yeah, it's it's still important to feel everything yeah. for sure. But yeah, and it's not easy, but it really helps to appreciate everything that's happened. So true. Yeah. You going to keep dancing? <sighs> I think, what do I think? I think the dancing is just going to take different forms. Mm-hmm. That's intriguing. All right. <laughs> On that... <laughs> Thank you so much for talking oh to me. Oh my goodness, thank Amber you so Funk much for me. Website, the response. Responsedance.com. Responsedance.com. Mm-hmm. How can we find you on Instagram? Uh, Instagram, response period dance. Excellent. Facebook. Uh, we have a Facebook page, just the response. Excellent. And we can mm-hmm. find out about the workshop, your wellness, dance and wellness mm-hmm. on, intensive on all there those platforms. Are so ma- yeah. So much posting on Instagram right now. It's really good. <laughs> I like Thank it. You. I follow like four people. Oh my goodness. I, like, I, I figured I, I out took, stories and it's like, you know, oh game over. I, I, just, I did it once and, and I don't really know what happened. Um, <laughs> middle age. Um, all right. We'll look for that. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Tara. <laughs> And that's it. Thank you so much for listening to my first ever podcast. I'll be putting this out once a week. Thanks so much to Amber Funk Barton for stopping by and having such a great chat and bringing Brad Pitt into the picture. That was so lovely and so unexpected. Drop us a line. Let us know what you think. 
I'd love to hear your questions. I'd love to hear what are the questions you want to ask to artists. Not necessarily just me. Anybody in the community I can get a hold of, I will ask your questions too. This podcast was produced by Mark Stewart with original music by a Mark Stewart. And this podcast is a production of Terra Cheyenne Performance. Have a great day.